Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the P40 Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on this fine morning or fine afternoon. Whenever you are tuning in is absolutely fine. But this is your host, Jen, here with the P40 Ministries podcast. I do want to mention something. I've had a lot of people recently, more so than ever, ask me um, if I get up at 6 a.m. to do these podcast episodes, and I do not. I pre-record them. They would sound like absolute garbage because I just... I need to edit them. I'm sorry. I just do. I am not a fantastic public speaker. I've gotten better in front of the microphone. When I first started out with this podcast, I was very unnatural and very um, uncomfortable speaking into a microphone. I have gotten better, but I still need to edit every once in a while just because it just is smoother at that point. There's no distractions to you guys. You know, it's just going to flow smoothly and it's just going to be better overall. Less distractions for you guys to not hear my ums and ands and whatever else I do a thousand times, me taking long pauses and crazy long breaths and everything. So anyway, I do not get up at 6 a.m. to record the episodes. And so you do not need to get up at 6 a.m. either. If you don't want to get up at 6 a.m., I completely understand. The only reason I schedule the episodes at 6 a.m. is so that the people who go to work can listen to the podcast on their way into work. That is the only reason... I do that just to let you guys know. But the most important thing is, is having a morning routine. And so whenever you get up, it's really great to get into the scriptures. I'm not necessarily under the belief that you have to get up super early in the morning to study the scriptures. I just believe that you need only a few minutes really to get up and to study the scriptures and to go into work. That's going to make such a huge, huge difference and a huge impactful difference in your life if you do do that. And I'm actually part of um, a community called Hello Mornings. I actually blog for Hello Mornings and uh, I'm part of their Bible study writing group. The one thing about Hello Mornings is that they are they believe in the three minute morning. It's run by Kat Lee, and she's a really, really interesting and fantastic person who um, does the three minute morning. And she believes that you can just get up three minutes earlier and have an impactful and helpful morning routine where you sit down with God, you do a a prayer, or you read a really short passage of scripture, you do a move time, and then you do a plan time. And uh, I can't remember what order she recommends doing those three things in, but the move time, you could literally just do 20 sit-ups in a minute and call that your move time. You could walk from your bed to get a glass of water in the kitchen. It's just, it's it's really a great idea. So um, actually, I will drop a link to Hello Mornings in the bio of this podcast episode so you can take a look at the three-minute morning by Kat Lee. Let's go ahead and uh, study the scriptures here today. We are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 21, verses 28 through 46. I will be reading out of the World English Edition Bible, which is the W-E-B, but you can read out of whatever version you always read out of, whether it be the NIV or the NLT or the ESV, whatever you prefer. But as always, make sure to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea, and let's go ahead and start reading. 
But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. He came to the second and said the same thing. He answered, I'm going, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did the will of the father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, most certainly I tell you that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering into God's kingdom before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, but you didn't believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. When you saw it, you didn't even repent afterward that you might believe him. Here another parable. There was a man who was a master of a household who planted a vineyard, set a hedge about it, and dug a wine press in it, built a tower, leased it out to farmers, and went into another country. When the season for the fruit came near, he sent his servants to the farmers to receive his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed the other, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they treated them the same way. But afterward, he sent to them his son, saying, They will respect my son. But the farmers, when they saw the son, said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard, then killed him. When therefore the Lord of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? They told him, He will miserably destroy those miserable men and will lease out the vineyard to other farmers who will give him the fruit in its season. They told him, He will miserably destroy those miserable men and will lease out the vineyard to other farmers who will give him the fruit in its season. Jesus said to them, Do you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected was made the head of the corner? This was from the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. Psalm one eighteen twenty two through 23 Therefore I tell you, God's kingdom will be taken away from you and will be given to a nation producing its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it will fall, it will scatter him as dust. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he spoke about them. And when they sought to seize him, they feared the multitudes because they considered him to be a prophet. Jesus here is speaking in the temple. And a few scribes and Pharisees came over to ask him some questions. They asked him, what authority do you have to sit here and teach? And so Jesus didn't answer them the question because they couldn't even answer the question of where John the Baptist had gotten his authority from. So of course, even if Jesus did tell them, they're not going to listen to him. So Jesus didn't tell them. Now he's right after that, he's talking about a parable. And I believe he's asking the Pharisees these questions. So he talks about this first parable, which was saying about this man that had two sons and one of them was rude to their father when their father came to him and asked him to work in his vineyard. The son was rude to him and said, I am not going to go. But afterward, he ended up changing his mind, this son, and going out and working in the vineyard. But then when the father came to the second son, and asked him the same thing, will you go work in my vineyard? The son was super respectful, and he was like, yes, I'm going to go, sir. And he even called him sir. He was just very respectful. But the son didn't go. He did something else. And so Jesus asks the multitudes and the Pharisees, which of the two sons did the will of the father? And so, of course, they say the first son actually did the will of the father, the one that was rude, but still went into the vineyard to work. So Jesus is like, exactly. And he says to them, I tell you that tax collectors and prostitutes 
are entering into God's kingdom before you. It says that John came to the people in the way of righteousness, but the Pharisees and the Jewish people did not believe John, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed John. And even when the people that should have believed John in the first place saw John and saw these people, these prostitutes, these tax collectors coming to John and believing, still these people did not repent. This would have been a very shocking thing for Jesus to say to these people. Tax collectors and prostitutes at this point in time were absolutely hated. And so for Jesus to say they are going to go to heaven before um, the other people, before the children, before the Jews and the Pharisees and the scribes, this would have been absurd. They never would have thought this because tax collectors and prostitutes were sinners. But Jesus is saying it's about the heart once again. These people who are prostitutes and who are tax collectors in their heart believed John's message and they were following John, understanding everything he was saying, or maybe not understanding everything, but understanding enough that they knew that they needed a savior. John was talking about Jesus coming, Jesus being the savior, that Jesus would eventually baptize everybody with the Holy Spirit. These people desperately wanted that kind of salvation. They ended up believing John's message and eventually perhaps believing Jesus's message. But the people, the Jews who were seeing all of this, the Pharisees and the scribes who were seeing these, these lowly people, in their opinion, coming to faith, they still didn't have a repentant heart. They didn't repent. They didn't care. Now, Jesus talks about another parable here. He says that there was a man who owned a vineyard. And he leased out the vineyard to a bunch of farmers and went and lived in a different country. Apparently, part of the deal of this lease was that the farmers were supposed to give that man that owned the vineyard part of the fruit every single year, part of the grapes. Now, apparently, the the season of the fruit for the fruit is coming near. So this would have been in the fall. He sent some servants to the farmers to receive the fruit. But the farmers were wicked. And they took those servants and they beat them and killed some of them and stoned another one. And this this man who lived in a different country was sending his messengers to receive this fruit, but they weren't coming back. Finally, he sends his son, his own son, saying, they're going to respect my son. They have to. This is the heir. But the farmers, they saw the son coming and they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come and let's kill him and seize his inheritance. And so they took this poor son, this innocent son, they threw him out of the vineyard, and then they killed him, thinking that they were going to just seize that property for themselves. And then Jesus asks a question. He says, when the Lord of the vineyard comes, what's he going to do to those farmers? And so the crowd answers him, or the Pharisees answered him, he is going to destroy those miserable people, probably lease out that vineyard to other people who are uh, more willing and um, who are more righteous than they are. And so Jesus says, exactly. So then he says directly to the Pharisees, this always cracks me up when Jesus does this kind of stuff. He says, did you never read in the scriptures? (laughs) Remember that the Pharisees uh, were very proud of the fact that they understood the scriptures very well, or so they thought they understood the scriptures very well. So when Jesus says something like this, did you never read in the scriptures? They're probably infuriated. 
because they devoted their entire lives to studying the scriptures. When Jesus says this, this is almost hurting their pride a little bit. Like, yeah, of course we've read this. And Jesus mentions a a verse that's very popular. He says, the stone that the builders rejected was made the head cornerstone. And so then he uses that verse to continue with this parable. And he says, I tell you that God's kingdom is going to be taken away from you, you Pharisees, you Jews who don't believe, and will be given to a nation who is going to produce the fruit. And he says after this, a very perplexing verse is uh, verse 44 here. He says, he who falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it will fall, it will scatter him as dust. And I'll explain the interpretation of that in a minute. But first, I want to talk a little bit about this um, vineyard uh, parable that Jesus talks about with the master who is sending out the servants. Obviously, the master represents God himself. The servants represent the prophets who had gone into Israel. And then the farmers represent the evil, wicked nation of Israel that was not listening to the servants, the messengers. If you look at Israel's history... They always murdered their prophets. They didn't want to hear the prophetic words. They murdered so many prophets in the Old Testament. They couldn't stand them. They didn't want to hear those words. They wanted to continue living however they wanted to live, doing whatever they wanted to do. They didn't want to be convicted. They didn't want to be heard. You know, it's just kind of crazy. So those servants or messengers that the master sends to the farmers are representing the, um, the, the prophets that God had sent to the nation of Israel. Now, of course, the nation of Israel stoned these prophets. And finally, God decides to send his only son. And he says, they will respect my son because he is obviously my son. He is the person who is to get this inheritance. But of course, the servants don't even respect the, the master's only son. They take that son, thinking they want to seize what was rightfully his, meaning the vineyard. They take him, throw him out, and kill him. Through this parable, Jesus is foreshadowing his death, his coming death in just a few short days. And this is exactly what the Pharisees end up doing, and the Jewish nation in general. They killed Jesus. And the Pharisees, they did want what was Jesus's. They wanted that glory and that honor that Jesus was getting. So it was very, very similar According to this parable, they were going to kill the son to get what was rightfully his. And now the Pharisees are going to kill Jesus to get what was rightfully his. His glory is what they believe anyway. But it says at the end of this parable that the master is going to come to those people who are the uh, vineyard workers, the farmers, and he's going to destroy them is what it says. And rightfully so. This, these people killed so many people. So why wouldn't this master come and destroy them as well? They're wicked. They're evil. After that, the vineyard is going to be given to somebody who is more capable, more willing, more righteous. And that ended up being, of course, the Gentile Jewish church that uh, Paul and the disciples ended up building together. So after this, he does say about the scriptures, about the the, uh, head cornerstone. And he says to the Pharisees, that perplexing verse Verse 44, he says, he who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it will fall, it will scatter him as dust. So what does that mean? Well, most people believe that that means that people who fall onto Jesus Christ are going to be broken. They're going to be humbled. They're going to have to be humbled 
and broken in order to have their hearts really receive what Jesus is talking about. Because honestly, Christianity is all about Jesus and not of self. So yes, when we fall on Jesus, we have to actually believe, you know, that Jesus is the head. So that's a lot of denying of self and being broken and being humbled in order to follow Jesus. Now, when the stone, though, falls on other people, it says that they are going to be shattered into dust. That's a, a little bit different than just being broken, isn't it? And I think that that means when Jesus comes back again, Jesus being the head cornerstone, when he puts his anger on the people that did not listen to him, that did not believe, that did not care, that tortured and persecuted his followers, then those people are going to be destroyed. They're going to be shattered into dust. And that's kind of what Jesus talks about in the end times as to what is happening. So we need to make sure that we spread the gospel as much as possible to avoid people getting caught in when Jesus returns again. And, uh, you know, because Jesus is going to return in wrath. Of course, that wrath is not meant for Christians. It's not meant for the believers. In fact, it says in the Bible that God did not bring us to wrath. He is not going to show his wrath to his followers and to the believers, but that is reserved for the ones who had the gospel and never ever cared and didn't want it, persecuted other people. And you know, it's also meant for these Pharisees and for the Jewish people as well that did not believe in Jesus Christ. These Pharisees knew that Jesus was talking about them and they weren't too happy. They go away uh, plotting to kill Jesus is what it says in verse 46, but they were a little scared to do it because Jesus was in the temple publicly teaching and they didn't want to just arrest him in the temple because the people really cared about Jesus and rightfully believed that he was a prophet. So we will discuss more about um, Matthew on, let's see here, on Tuesday. So join me then at 6 a.m. on Tuesday to discuss the next chapter, uh, Matthew 22, but also join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. or later to um, discuss more about Joseph's story. We're finally on Genesis chapter 45, so join in then. And as I said earlier, I'm going to drop a link to Hello Mornings in the bio of this podcast episode because I really think it's a great program. I love Hello Mornings. That was a very, very impactful book that I read that Catley wrote about the three-minute morning. Take a look at that. I hope that you enjoy that. But friends, have a wonderful weekend. Happy listening, and God bless.